Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Welcome to The Truth with Bill. Hi everyone, welcome back. Hope everyone had a good week. Uh, today I had a podcast all set up. Um, we were, uh, I was going to discuss uh, reincarnation and, and different things in life and I had finished the podcast and I, I was just reviewing it and listening to it and I hit the delete button. Yes, I did. So uh, I, I'm not sure why I, I listened to it. I wasn't feeling it today. Um, so uh, we're just going to go in a completely different direction today and uh, just kind of talk about what was going on this week. Uh, here in the States, we have a $2 billion lottery and uh, $2 billion. Oh, man. I, I can't even believe we have lotteries that large. That That's crazy to me. Um, and I'm, I'm not one for, for gambling. Uh, although I have to say when, when lotteries become $2 billion large, uh, it, it's interesting to, to think about. And uh, so uh, I was talking with my significant other and in one of our podcasts, I, I remember saying, uh, telling you all how when I was a child I would pray um, to, to not go to school. And, uh, and they, they were for good reasons. You know, it wasn't just not go to school. It was to, you know, spend time with my mom and, and uh, you know, have a, a nice fun day. Um, so <laughs> in those, those prayers, um, I, I had always known and thought that uh, if I were to ever pray for anything, it would have to be good and, and, and for good reasoning. Um, so I, I was speaking with my significant other and I, I said... Uh, I said, you know, uh, the prayers always work for not going to school. I said, I, I am positive that they would work to, to win this lottery. Um, I said, but, you know, if I did that, first and foremost, I, I couldn't do it for anything other than to just win it and give it all away or, or something to that effect. And that, that was my initial thought, you know, if, if I were to do that. And, uh, and then I started thinking, well, geez, you know, if, if I prayed to win that and I won it, then it would, one, prove that there is an absolute direct connection with the divine and that we have the ability to manipulate uh, our futures uh, based on um, what we could potentially do good uh, in that future. And uh, so I, I thought about that, and and you know, um, then then I, I it came to me. Well, uh, if it's two billion dollars, then you know what what is worth more? Um, absolutely, being positive that there is a direct connection with the divine, and and we have this ability, uh, you know, that outweighs two billion dollars for sure. Absolutely, it could be ten billion, and that would be more meaningful than any amount of money. Uh, so then, you know, he started thinking even deeper into it and said, well, if you did give the money away, all of it, um, that would certainly settle that. But if you held on to the money and it acquired interest, you would, in a sense, be giving more money away through different charities or what have you over time as opposed to just donating it in one lump sum. So then keeping the money and, and letting it grow and donating the growth 
um, would then be more beneficial because it would be long term. And, uh, and then I was thinking of that. And then how hard would it be to, to not live above my means now, holding on to that for the rest of, of my life? What an interesting kind of challenge, uh, you know, for uh, soul development, right? Um, so that, that was an interesting thought uh, th- this weekend. Um, I, 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 I hope whoever wins uh, that $2 billion plus dollars uh, does some really great things with it um, and, uh, and, and just really ends up helping people um, and, and not helping them for the, the short term, uh, helping them for the long term, uh, doing, doing better for themselves, however, however that ends up being. I, I hope that for them. Uh, so that, that was one thing uh, this past week. Um, we had some other things going on, too. Um, you, you know, when I was uh, going over the, the podcast of, of reincarnation that I, I had deleted, and I, I, I was thinking, I'm not sure why I, I deleted it. I, I think just the feeling of it, it wasn't very upbeat, and I, I want things to be upbeat, and... Um, I think we could certainly discuss reincarnation in an upbeat fashion. Uh, so I'll figure out a way to do that, and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, the interest in, in reincarnation for me uh, was just that uh, that I, I was, uh, you know, raised Catholic and and uh, saw myself as as being Catholic, and as such, um, I never thought to look anywhere else and. Uh, you know, as a teen, you begin to question things, and uh, those are really great years um, because you question things, and, and you have all of these different things from school, from people coming at you, forcing you to, to question, and and question uh, gives you a death of a certain kind of thinking, which then leads to a rebirth of a, another kind of thinking, and usually that, that kind of thinking is, is better um, because it's it's adding more, more to it, more to your logic, more to your thought. Um, so I, I, I was thinking of that in, in the podcast, and, and then as I was going through it and, and through my own personal uh, thoughts on it, I started to see parallels with individuals' growth as we grow up as uh, children, teens, and adults. And one of the things that really stood out to me was the parallel of uh, when we have these certain deaths in the way that we think and then these certain rebirths of new thought, uh, that time frame uh, parallels with, with our schooling, as it should. Um, that, that makes perfect sense, right? Because, uh, it, you, you know, you're living your life under your... Uh, family, normal, um, I don't want to say normal circumstances, that's, that's not what I meant to say. Um, just having a, uh, a regular kind of life where it's, you know, your mom or dad or both are teaching you things, uh, maybe grandmom, grandpop is present and they're teaching you things, and it's all things from their own lives. And it is not until we actually set foot in school and sit down and we begin to hear things from different people. And, of course, uh, everyone teaches us things directly from the textbook. Uh, But all of our teachers add things from their own life into it, their own experiences. And 
and we start to think about things differently. And it begins to change the way we think. And, you know, we, we have a ton of thought deaths and rebirths as we're going through school. And uh, if, if it ends at high school, then that's it for us. Um, and the newer things we learn after high school if we don't go to college are just things in life. And it's nothing like we, we ever had in, in school. And if we do go to, to college, uh, that is a lot different than the schooling that, that we're, we're used to. Uh, college is so much more personal thought of, of the professor teaching. I mean, granted, they stay true to the text, too, and, and are teaching you um, certain areas. But they have so much more freedom to add what they think and their own personal experience. And it really challenges us. Um, which is good. That's why we see in, in our college years so many people changing and, and kind of reinventing themselves. And then after this, after these, uh, the, these, these places of schooling, um, that's, that's it. The, the growth is, is limited and, and slows down. So then I was thinking about this too, and I thought about my own personal life and... Um, and, and what happened with me. Um, so I had finished college and uh, that kind of learning was, was over. But for me, for my brain, um, I needed it. I mean, I, I remember after my, my last semester of, of college and maybe four, four months afterwards, um, that was it. I was ready. I was ready to, to learn more. And where was I to go? I, I didn't have my choice of professors and, and things to learn. Um, and I, I was really bummed out about that. So, you know, I, I started kind of picking up things on my own, doing things on my own. And it was nothing like, like it was then. As a matter of fact, because it was me learning on my own, these were things that I, were in, that I was interested in. Um, and th there were no kind of outside forces challenging the way that I was thinking. And that's very dangerous. And that's what we see with a number of adults that do not experience any more kind of growth through adulthood. It's because they're not being challenged by any kind of outside force. As a matter of fact, most adults tend to adhere to the, the populist driving force so that they're no longer being challenged. And we see that very clearly today. I mean, think about all the different people in the world and think about everything that's on TV and look how they fit into each one of those categories so nicely and snugly. And it's because fitting into those is easier than challenging, challenging yourself. Because death of, of ego of any kind is, is horrific for us. We would go do anything than experience that kind of death. As children, it's easy for us to accept. As teens, it's easy for us to accept. As a matter of fact, as, as teens, we're almost wanting it to happen. We're challenging it to happen. Look how arrogant we are as teens, how much we think we know of this world. We are asking for it. And it does. Look how emotional teens are. 
And of course, this is, this is hormones and, and what have you, but they're experiencing different kinds of ego death time and time again throughout their teenage years, up until the 20s. And this is serious. It, it's serious for, for growth, and it needs to happen, and it's good that it's happening. The point is you don't see it as an adult. So for me personally, I finished college, and my, my brain just wanted more learning, needed more learning. And the nice thing about um, schooling and, and college and what have you, it teaches you how to learn. So I was learning on my own. But I found that the things that I, I, I was learning, um, you know, they, they were within my safety zone. Uh, so um, one, one random day, um, uh, my mother had said, oh, you know, um, there's some woman in Philadelphia doing uh, Reiki classes. Uh, you could learn Reiki. I'm really not sure what it is. Do you want to go up there and, and do it with me? It's on a weekend. And uh, my, my sister and I and my mother, we went up. And I remember um, just briefly reading about it. I knew nothing of Reiki or, or what it was. And I briefly read about it, that it was like uh, some kind of hand healing thing. And this is almost all I knew. That and that there was some kind of attunement that you would be given and then be able to, to do this. right? So um, I knew nothing about it. And I thought, what a wonderful opportunity. I have no uh, biasness at all uh, about this. I have no positive, no negative, no nothing. So I have a legit opportunity to go through this and see if there is any difference. A little kind of scientific ex experiment, you know? Um, so we, we went uh, to this class, my um, mother, sister, and I, and we were the only three people in the class, which ended up being really great. Um, and uh, you know, we talked a little about Reiki, the history of it, etc. I, I thought it was very interesting. I, I've always kind of liked that kind of thing. And, um, and plus, you know, I wasn't learning anything new at the time, so I was kind of uh, absorbing it very, very well. You know, my brain was hungry for information. So, uh, you know, that, that was great. And then came time for the attunement, and you had to sit a certain way. And from my readings of different religions before then, I remembered something that uh, completing the circuit in, um, in a lot of uh, uh, Asian uh, religions, uh, it's putting the tip of your tongue on the hard part uh, of your, your upper mouth, inside of your mouth, touching that. It completes an energy circuit in your body. So uh, this is like one thing that, that I knew. And I, I thought, well, you know, um, Macau and Sui was the, uh, the, the gentleman who um, gave Reiki to, to everyone, to the world. Um, you, you know, heck, I, I could do this. Uh, so I sat like I was told to, and um, some, some physical movements were done. I, I can't say what. My eyes were closed. Um, I, I was breathing, um, uh, trying to focus on breath, I guess, uh, and, and that was it. And I, I had my, um, I think my hands were, were in prayer together, uh, and the attunement was done, and I was to put my hands on, on my shoulder and across, on my shoulders, uh, cross form, like giving a self-hug. And um, so I, I took notice of every kind of physical thing, anything I heard, anything I felt, what have you. 
Um, and I expected things, if I were to feel anything at all, it would be subtle and I would probably be questioning it for the rest of my life. Uh, that is not what happened. It was not subtle. Um, actually, it was very, very strong and very obvious. The amount of heat that was generated in my body uh, during this attunement um, had me sweating. I was profusely sweating. I was drenched in sweat, and my hands became so hot, they were almost burning my shoulders as they touched it. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was like, holy crap, you know? And uh, this was great. Um, and I was spiritual and, and religious at this time, but I... I I didn't feel like I was spiritually or, or religious enough, you, you know? I didn't feel good about where I was spiritually or, or religiously. So to feel this, to actually feel a physical sensation, well, this just blew the doors wide open for me, and I'm diving right in. Uh, so, you know, you, you get to practice um, through your first attunement, and then you go home and, and you're told to practice on walls and what have you, all kinds of things. Uh, practice on yourself, etc., friends, family. And since the three of us did it as a family, we were able to practice on each other. And um, I remember when I first started giving Reiki uh, to individuals and to myself, I would have these mental flashes of images. And more often than not, they were an elephant-headed being, which is Ganesh. And I, I kind of knew this, but I wasn't really into uh, Hinduism um, very much. I mean, I, I briefly read about it, but, you know, it, it wasn't really for me. I, I mean, at the time. So uh, I didn't really think too much of it. I just thought, oh, okay, you know, it's just my brain playing tricks on me. And... As I continued uh, doing Reiki, um, I, I kept seeing images of Ganesh, and it would be Ganesh at first. And then I would see certain shapes and symbols, um, things that I, I didn't know what they were. And this is where things got very interesting. So I would see these things, Ganesh, for example, and, you know, this is great. We have the Internet here. And I type in elephant-headed being, Ganesh comes up, I read all about Ganesh, and then I, I continue reading more, and more, and more. And then there are these shapes and these symbols, and I'm reading about them, and I'm reading about them through different religions. And then I keep seeing different things, uh, all different things. Sometimes, usually, I would see Ganesh in the beginning, and I've, I learned that um, Ganesh is the destroyer of obstacles, and... In a lot of Hindu uh, rituals and practices, Ganesh is prayed to first because he is the destroyer of obstacles. He will clear the way for all of the good prayers that you need to give to uh, speak to the divine. Um, so this was had a very wow kind of effect on me, um, and I kept going with it. And uh, as I was doing Reiki, um, yoga... Uh, ended up finding me. I did not find yoga. It found me. A uh, very similar situation to Reiki. Um, uh, I was asked to try out a, a class, um, and, and I did. And at the time, I, I was into uh, lifting weights and, and swimming, but nothing with stretching. So I, I, was, I was very tight um, and not able to, uh, 
to, to bend and move very well. And uh, so I, 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 you know, wanted the opportunity to try and stretch out. Uh, so then I started doing yoga and I fell in love with that. And then I'm learning that, you know, as you're doing yoga, you're opening chakras. And then when I learn about chakras, a lot of the symbols that I saw when I was giving Reiki were the same symbols that identify different chakras. And now, you know, my head's really spinning with all of this. So uh, as I'm doing the yoga, I, I fell in love with that. Again, it's learning, and my brain was still like a sponge coming out of college. And uh, then I, I went to school for that to, to begin teaching it. Um, and from that point, I, I continued to do Reiki, and then I started meditation. And I would continue to see these images. Um, and whatever they were, I would then study and, and focus on. And, and focus my studying on. And it would take me all different ways in the path I'm sure it looked like a squiggly line all over the place. Um, but what I really, really loved about this way of, of kind of learning um, was that it was, it was showing me things that challenged my thinking, my way of thinking, every time something new that I saw and explored. Um, and today I continue to learn in, in the same way. Anything that I'm interested in, if it's a flash of something when I'm meditating or doing Reiki, then I go and, and try and learn that and do that. And uh, it's it just a, a very interesting way to, to, to learn things and look at things. And uh, if any of you are, are interested in doing that, I, I would say try it out. Or if you do do that now to some degree, isn't that interesting? Like... What a really kind of collective consciousness way of, of learning. Um, I like that. Uh, so that's our talk for today. I uh, hope you folks enjoyed it. It was uh, much better than the first talk I, I gave and deleted. Uh, not that it was bad. It was just very dry. And, and it wasn't, uh, you know, I don't know. It didn't feel positive to me. And I, I want our, our talks to be positive. I want everyone to walk away going, Ah, that was a good podcast. Today's a good day. You know, uh, that's, that's what I like. So uh, I'm going to leave you all with that. Today is a good day. I love you all. You have a great and wonderful day. Uh, be safe. This has been The Truth with Bill. <laughs>